Welcome to Map It Marketing for small business owners who want to become more confident and capable in their marketing. I'm Rachel Claver, and I'm a small business owner just like you. I've learned that there are so many different things that we are supposed to do all the time. And trying to work it all out is quite frankly often very confusing. In this podcast, we're going to explore what those things are and whether you need to pay attention to them. Ready? Let's get started. Getting to Christmas Day without feeling absolutely exhausted seems, quite frankly, quite a dream come true. And for many retailers in e-commerce, it is something they do not experience. They want to crawl up and sleep the day away. I want this Christmas to be one where you feel in control and you're pleased with the amount of products you've managed to sell and you've got great profits sitting there in the bank. This is your period. This is your shopping period for you to get the growth that you need to take you through some of the quieter months through the year. So we're going to talk all about this in this podcast, episode 22 of Map It Marketing. I'm Rachel Claver and I'm your host and it's just me today and I'm so excited excited to be sharing this information with you. We're going to go through all the promotional periods you need to consider from October to December. We're going to look at the ways that you can make offers and why you shouldn't consider a blanket sale across all your products. And then we're going to look at five different types of shoppers. I'm also going to tell you a little bit about a webinar that I'm running that will also help you get deeper into this. It's on October the 7th, just in case you needed to. Now, through this podcast like any time if you've got questions or ideas that you want to talk about from this podcast you're always very welcome to come along to the map it marketing facebook group to come and ask questions and learn from me and other marketers and other business owners just like you right let's get into the session it's going to be an exciting one and welcome to episode 22 of Mapit Marketing and we're going to talk all about the countdown to Christmas. Now if you're watching this on video you'll see that I am in my walk-in wardrobe with all my clothes around um, and I'm in a quite a dimly lit space. I'm a bit fuzzy. Also home internet is not great because we're still in lockdown as I'm recording this. Uh, But I'm so excited about this episode because I really want to help you, especially if you're an e-commerce business, to really make this last quarter of our calendar year count and help you to create more profit and to feel more in control of your business. Those are the two things that I really want you to experience in the crazy last three months of the calendar year. Now, obviously, um, with COVID-19 still hanging around with us, it's really hard for us to kind of feel completely confident about how things are going to go. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't plan ahead with all systems going to hope that everything works. And obviously, I am going to make a couple of assumptions. I'm just going to run them through. I am going to make the assumption that you already know the importance of selling online. You already have a website, you've already got that working, and you've got that operating. I'm also going to make an assumption that you already know that social media is super important for you to build trust and engagement and help that work. So we're going to, we've got other podcasts you can listen to. You can listen to um, episode 21 with Lucas O'Keefe talking about Instagram and how to make Instagram work for you. You can listen to episode 20 with um, Sheree Metcalf from Pepper and Me, and you can learn from her how to build a community and 
get that engagement. And if you don't have that stuff nailed, that is your top priority. But all within that, we're going to talk today about what you need to be focusing on in this last quarter. We're going to be talking about all the dates you need to consider and then what your strategy should be to manage those dates. And then we're going to go through the five different types of shoppers that you need to plan for. And so some of this is a filtering through. Now, through this period of doing this, I'm going to let you know that on the 7th of October, I have a really exciting webinar coming up and I've already forgotten the name of it, um, but it's all about how to get that countdown to Christmas going. And so we're going to be talking all about how to get a strategy around this. I'm going to give you more in detail on that day. And I really want you to um, take this information here. But if you know you need more, um, there'll be a link to that in the show notes so that you can register and join. And if you're part of the Map It Marketing Facebook group, you get a discount on that. So um, definitely, you know, come along and join that group if you want to. Right. So. We, as I said at the beginning, there are two things that I want you to experience in this crazy time of the year. I want you to experience more profit in your business and feeling more in control because I know we work with a lot of retailers in our agency at Identify. We know that you get tired, you, you love it and frenetic, but often you go, wow, we're really hard, but there wasn't as much money as I expected there'd be in the bank. And you often feel so exhausted that you don't enjoy the holiday season yourself. So I want to work on those two things in particular. To get those things, we need to focus on four particular areas. The first one is margin, how much profit you're making on different products. Now, I'm going to tell you the story. It's a Black Friday story, and it's from one of my colleagues, um, or she's a, another retailer, or another retailer, she's a retailer, she's a retail client. And she was telling a story a couple of years ago, how she was at a conference just after Black Friday was on. And there was another realtor, retailer next to her who had sold this big ticket item. And she also sells that. And he was bragging about how many hundreds of products he had sold of this. And she was sitting there going, this is weird because I know the price he sold it was something I couldn't get. How did he make money? And she asked him and he said, oh, no, we made a loss. We made a loss on those products but look how many we sold. And to me, this is what's so completely wrong with this period of the year. We get set in making sales without thinking about making profit. And profit is not a dirty word. We need the profit to pay for ourselves, to pay for more product, to pay for our staff, to pay for our websites, to actually make a point of the work that we've done. So margin is super important. My rule of thumb is this. I don't like store-wide sales and discounts. I know the big players do it, but it doesn't build a good business long-term. In fact, it only actually manages to, to attract one type of buyer and they're not the best buyers for your business all the time. So I don't want you to be focusing on doing those carpet carpet laying all over the place carpet sales we want to focus on specific things working on your margin. So margin's really key. The next thing we need to focus on is buying behaviors. What are the different buying behaviors have? So I know that for some businesses, they have trained me to be a bargain hunter. I only ever buy from their sales because they have sales all the time. Other businesses, I will think about what I'm buying and I'll buy high value prices I never would consider 
asking for the sales. Other ones, I know they have bundles. There's different ways that we train each, uh, train out our people. And you need to be using a range of different ways of these ones to help with your business. And then last thing we want to focus, I want to focus on targeted promotions, really thinking about exactly which promotions you're going to do during this period. And I've, I've got a list. I've got a long list of stuff that you need to be focusing on. And the last one, which relates to that is thinking ahead. Actually thinking now, before you're busy, before you're freaking out, before you look at what competitors are doing, whatever those things, let's make the best plan for your business, for what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. Don't be reactive in this period. You need to be proactive. You need to have a plan and stick to your plan. Trust that process. All right. So this is definitely a bumper time for e-commerce and retail. Let's be fair. So let's go through some of the dates in October, November, and December that you could be working towards to be creating these strategies and creating more sales for you. So the first one is the 25th of October. It's actually the 23rd, 24th, 25th. That's Labor Weekend. In New Zealand, traditionally, that is the sign of our kind of busy season. Now, things have shifted and people are already buying for Christmas in August, September and early October. But normally around mid-October is when that hype starts. So Labor Weekend is often a time where you can get your initial summer stockers often come in. And that's a great time for you to actually have potentially as a time for selling. That's been a traditional one. Um, One of the ones that comes straight after that, that following week, is on the 31st of October, which is a Sunday. That is Halloween. And traditionally in New Zealand, that hasn't been, in Australia, that hasn't been a great, huge one, but it has definitely started to grow as a, 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 a one of the opportunities. Like we've got a client with lollies. You know, if you've got clients with dress-ups and things like that, that is a good one to do if you are in a niche that attracts it. So that might be one of the key ones. Then from the 31st of October to the 4th of November is Diwali. And obviously in New Zealand and Australia, we have a huge Indian communities. And it's really important to remember that you may have your target customers. You might have a group of people in your market who are in that space, who you can market to during that Festival of Lights, during that time. The 4th is the final day, which is the big celebration day. But you might want to have a promotion that goes across that time or just for that final day. Then that goes, we move into November. That's a little bit of November in there too. And on the 26th of November is a day that has become really big in retail, but can also be a problem for small retailers. And that is Black Friday. And one of the biggest mistakes that retailers make in Black Friday is they forget that they are not in there to do a carpet sale across their business. You should be focusing on margin, protecting your margin and clearing excess stock and things that have been sitting on shelves, the shelf sitters. That's the stuff that you want to be focusing, clearing during that time. On 27th of November from America, we've got Small Business Saturday, which is starting to gain. So if you're a micro business, that might be the day that you really use to push. And on the 29th of November, there's Cyber Monday for online shopping. So for some of the big players, and remember, you're not a big player. You are a small independent retailer. Even if you've got four or five stores, you're still an independent retailer. You don't have to follow the big names, big discount things. They're often buying at different margins. They don't have to need often have as much big, bigger margins as you do to pay and support things. Plus, they are a black box to you. You do not know what's going on with them. They could be losing money. You don't know. So these are all ones that you could potentially do. So Cyber Monday is for online selling. 
And then we go all the way through to Christmas. And you have to think about your Christmas shutoff dates for shipping, for selling and everything like that, all the way through to Christmas Eve. And then we have a break, a lovely break on Christmas Day. And then we hit Boxing Day sales. And then we hit that New Year's period as well. And that's huge. That is absolutely huge. Now, you should not be doing a promotion for all of those things. So I want you to have a think about what you would do and where you should fit and focus maybe on three to four that you're already going to push and really focus on. You can also look at that period over themes. So obviously in New Zealand, Australia, we're in the Southern Hemisphere. So we've got um, summer, we've got barbecues, we've got entertaining, hopefully. Uh, We've got family, sometimes there's weddings in there. Um, There's all sorts of other themes, beach, outside. There are themes and things around your products. So you might want to push and grow to have in that period of time festivals so you need to maybe think not just around the times of the seat the actual festival days or the celebration days but there might also be key themes that you want to pull out and use and you can't do it all you're going to have to make some decisions around what those things would be now let's just talk a little bit about once you've decided what those are so I'd recommend like three or four do not fall into the trap of having to do all of them just do three or four And then you need to really think about trying to avoid store-wide profits. Now, I've got a couple of clients who'll be listening to this going, I feel like you're talking to me. And I am. I'm talking to you. I know that you fall into this trap. You do not need to do store-wide discounts. You can have them just on a particular type of clothing. You can have them on a particular line. It would be better for you to have rolling discounts across different things. So, for example, you might have, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna use clothing. You might go 20% off pants this week, 20% off tops next week, 20% off or 10% off such and such the following week. If you're going to do that discount thing, but you should never do across the whole store because you are attracting the wrong type of client. You are attracting, and I'm sorry to say this to Briscoes, the Briscoes people who only go and shop on the sale because apparently sometimes there are sales at Briscoes. Um, all right, so. You need to think about making sure you don't do that because it only attracts bargain hunters and it sacrifices your fast movers, your popular products, the things that you know that you can sell and what I call your bread and butter, your core products that people are going to buy regardless of whether they're discounted or not. So move your brain, your mindset away from a blanket discount and focus on if you're going to do discounts on particular different products or SKUs instead and and look for things that you've been able to get from um, suppliers at a cheaper price if you make stuff at the things that have the highest margin consider that you know like I think it's really important if you're making stuff to build margin in for sale and for offers because that's a really good way to attract people and help them in people who say I won't ever discount on anything and missing the whole idea around the way people buy. There are a large number of people who will buy on discounts or buy one, get one free or buy two, get one free. And if you haven't factored that into your margin, there's a problem with your margins. So you need to be focusing on that. All right. So when you've done that, you need to think about what you're going to participate Be strategic and find what fits you most out of all those themes and dates. And then you need to think, how am I going to sell during those times? And there are four different things you need to consider. The first one is the higher margin products, which you've talked talked about. So these could be things that you manage to get like on clearance from a supplier and you can sell a higher price. I had a business once where um, I was um, was selling education supplies and I had this special thing with these 
beautiful puppets they used to sell. And I would sell some of them were on normal pricing, but I'd always watch their clearance list. And the minute they'd have anything on clearance, I would buy all of it. And then I would sell it at a discounted rate, but it was still at a profitable rate to me because it was the normal margin. So these sort of things are good ways to kind of get that moving and going. Don't feel that you've got to um, always stop them. The key is to keep that product moving and going. Then you need to think about your core offers. So what are you known for? What are the things that you know just sell day in, day out? And those should hardly ever be discounted. If they are, it's a 5, 10, 15% max, maximum discount every now and again as a really special treat. But actually, they should just barely be discounted. They're just considered your core things that people love and know that they're going to come to you for. And it might be you give them a gift with purchase from something else. It's a heavier discount to go with them. Then you need to think about things that you can bundle up in your seasonal things. So you might have like a range of, of a gift guide with a bunch of different things you've got together that they can get. You might have a gift with a purchase. There might be seasonal things in there like, um, you know, wine glasses with a platter or with a jug or something like that. Things that you can bundle together and put together so that people can get it for slightly cheaper if they buy all of it, getting that spend up. But it also is an easier sell because it fits really well together. So you've got your high margin products, you've got your core offers, the things you're known for, your bundles and your seasonal stuff. And then last, and not all of us will have this, you might have your fads, your trends. So some of us have got quite evergreen products and stores that stay, but it might be something like... um, this year, everyone's really into, I don't know, like I think last year, everyone was into tie-dye. So if you're a fashion store, it might be like you've got tie-dye um, tie-dye sweats this year. And so you know they're going to be sold out by Christmas, have to be sold by Christmas because they're not going to last. Well, I think tie-dye has lasted. Um, or it could be that, you know, there's a particular toy or something like that that is the toy for Christmas. Get as much of them, clear as much of them as fast as you can, move them out the trends. So those are ones that need to move by the end of the season and you need to be careful that you're pricing at a point that they'll move to do that and those may need to be discounted near the end most people though would sell those out if they're a full trend okay so you've got your chosen your promotional periods so you've done that you've gone through that list the one I gave you of uh, like Christmas and and New Year's and um, Black Friday and Halloween all those different things and Diwali you've worked out what selling approaches you're going to use for each and it might be a mix but you need to go okay Christmas I'm going to use the core products and the bundles um, earlier on in the year, like around um, Labor Day, you might do, that might be the trends because you want to sell your trends out early. So go through and kind of work out what type of discounting or sales or offers you're going to use for each one and write that down and even write down what products are get, those are going to be. Stay focused because it is so easy during this time to get carried away. And when you get carried away with a discount, just go, I'm just going to discount this. You have lost profit and margin, girl and boy and everyone. You have lost it all. So I got a bit carried away. I started getting a little bit, you know, straight with my conversation. So you need to make sure that you've got that there. Then when you've got those two things set, I want you to think about your customer types that you're selling to. I want you to think about the different people that you're going to try and target with your posts, the different people you're going to target with the type of thing you do. And the first one we're going to talk about is your fans who absolutely love your product and are sold out to who you are. So I'm thinking back about how Pippa and me, a few um, episodes ago with Sheree, she was talking about how she has the Pippa Me Club. And those, these are the ones you want to get in early. 
you want to get in people who are your fans, who use your products. I was thinking, you know, one of our clients, Millie's, I was thinking about how there are so many people that use your products and will tag them in. You know, they love the little cruise or the style or whatever they're using. Um, and so you want to find those people and you want to say, hey, look, would you, could we have one of your images for our Instagram? Can we talk about what you do? Could you come and write a post about why you love using this from our products? And you ask them to come in part of your of your social. You actually get them to take away. It could just be giving some something there. But get them giving suggestions. They're the gift giving matriarchs. They know your product inside out. So give them a voice. Let them show their leadership in loving your products. If you've got those people, do that. You know, let them share insights, take that user-generated content, show people your tribe. These are the linchpins of your marketing. If you've got them, now not all businesses will have them yet, but if you've got people who are sold out to your products and love them and use them every day or talk about them you want those people talking about they do you know if you've got someone who's a favorite who buys your clothes a lot and loves them and you've caught them you know doing instagram stories or something like that with them say them would you like to come and do a post wearing the clothes show talk about why you buy from me have these in here and then have the shopping tag on them like those sort of things can really help with your marketing then you've got the early birds you know the early birds like i have to admit i'm kind of this person I have a spreadsheet for my kids. Um, I make them fill it out every year. And it has a whole lot of different topics of things that they can get for Christmas. And then they've got to tell me their favorite thing of those things. And I buy across the year. Um, I look out for sales. I look out for products. If I see it, I have it. I carry it around with me and look at, look at it. And I'll buy things through the year to fit that so that I'm sp- spreading things. So I'm an early bird. So we're already we're already shopping, but we're not as price driven. So if you've got new stuff coming out that's for Christmas, you need to start teasing that as soon as possible or before these times. You need to tease it out so we can hold some money back and know that it's coming. You could even do pre-orders or you could do other things to help us know that it's coming. And with pre-orders, um, and this is important here, I know that through COVID-19 and through lockdowns and with shipping and things like that, some of the problems that have happened from last year that are still happening now is getting things to people in time, having the stock. So you really need to make this super, super clear because over the holiday period is the one time and birthdays that people become very snarly. So it's really important that you have got really clear communication around delivery times, expectations, and what you can and can't promise people as well. So you've got the early birds. So we've got the gift giving matriarchs. We've got the early birds. And then we've got the treat myself group. I'm also one of these. I feel like I'm a few of these, to be honest. Um, the treat myself group, uh, with these people, they want to have something for themselves. You know, they might feel like no one else really buys for them. They feel like, you know, they've done a lot themselves. They know a sense of their worth and their value. And they want to have something that is for them themselves that they've picked out for themselves, just in case there's nothing else that they really love love as much. And so for these people, you want to have for these, these people respond really well to the gift with purchase because they've done the purchasing and now they get a gift for themselves. Themselves. It could be a credit that they could use within the store to buy something for themselves. It could be that you are doing a product where they buy this and they get a perfume or something else. It may not even be a product that you normally buy, but you know that these people would like. So, you know, you could be selling hair supplies, but you have a perfume um, that you've bought in. You could be selling um, clothing, but you have bags. Uh, you could be selling kitchenware, but you could have um, a food or something like that or a 
vouch. I don't know what else it would be, but you can offer gifts with purchases. Use words around, you know, you deserve it and, and get something for yourself and don't feel like you need to miss out and phrases like that to attract these people. These can be posts that attract this particular buyer. So you could almost have, you know, like you could almost have like, say, so let's take um Christmas. You could go Christmas and then here are my themes, like summer barbecue entertainment. So that's my three themes. And then I might go, okay, from those three themes, here are my core offers under those different ones. I'm going to have my one for like um, my upsell. I'm going to have my um, high margin, my core offers, um, and I'm going to have my bundles. And then from those, you could almost have underneath that the different types of buyer behaviors. And then these become your posts of the different ones that you've got. So you have the early birds, you've got the gift gifting matrix, the treat myself, and then you have the bargain seekers. Now, one of the things with bargain seekers is they will never be your ideal clients. They only want you because of the bargains. They are not loyal. And a lot of us accidentally motivate ourselves to market towards bargain seekers because we go, I need to reduce my prices so they'll come. It's great. I bought, they bought stuff, but they will only buy on bargains if you keep on doing that blanket carpet sale across across everything you're doing so focus on selling overstocks to these people don't ever try and sell new products discounted it really just ruins the whole buzz of margin and make some um, deals as big as possible like if you've been able to get some if you've got either lots of stuff in stock instead of going look I'm gonna um, just sell this 20% if you can have some items that are 70% off, 60% off, 65% off, these things really pull these people in. And when they've got that bargain, they then go shopping for full price things because they feel they've saved all that money. So having those bargain seekers, those bargains are still a really powerful thing to do. And this is one of the things I'd recommend with Black Friday. If you're going to do Black Friday, go hard, but go hard with only a few SKUs. So have products that you've either had for a long time, that have been sitting around haven't moved or super specials or things that you have on high margins all the time and those are the products you discount making sure you still get profit out of them you discount them within the inch of the profit that you you're allowed to have in that margin and those will drive sales for other things because once people get those bargains they feel that they feel like they're also getting a discount on the full price stuff so use those specifically around those special times you don't need them as much hopefully leading up to Christmas because that buzz starts coming and people start just getting that need so we've got our gift giving matriarchs the early birds the treat myself the bargain seekers and then last of all we've got the Christmas is tomorrow shoppers now I used to work in a retail store I used to manage one in Sydney it was beautiful. It was an educational toy, toy store. And I was so proud because I managed it. We had like a huge sales target and I got it within like $26, I think, by the end of Christmas. But we would have every year, we would have people who would come in on Christmas Eve and go, hey, that fad toy that sold out in October, do you have it? Why don't you have it? And these people are desperate. Like they don't want to have to think about it much. And we would, I would go in, I would know these people, I'd recognize what they wanted. And I go, great, you want that? Here's all this other stuff. And these people would spend hundreds. They were so needing to get the products today. Um, and so if you're going to install those, those will happen like closer to Christmas Eve with your retail, if you're all online or happen a bit later out. But what's really important is if you can't promise that you're going to have something on time and you have cutoff dates, 
you can still allow sales to happen. But what you can say is I will you allow them and tell them that it won't be there in time or necessarily can't be promised on time. But you say, I will give you either a gift card, so you can do a gift card to the value, or I can give you a, I've ordered this and it's on its way. It's going to arrive after Christmas. Like To be honest, you get a lot of stuff at Christmas time. I wouldn't mind if someone gave me a thing saying, hey, it's going to be a little bit later than Christmas. It's on its way. So there are people that you could buy that for that it wouldn't matter for. So the last minute shoppers are a definitely a target market. You need to remind them what the last days are, but they will still shop after that day. In fact, often people have quite a big peak just before Christmas. They know that stuff's not coming. They know it's not going to be there on time, but they still want to shop because they're in that shopping frenzy. And often people are busy. They've often, you know, if they're working hard and they haven't been able to think, they kind of go into this, oh my gosh, I need to get the stuff. And we all end up with more stuff than we're meant to have. So those are the five types of business of, of shoppers that we need to be thinking about. So once you've planned that out, then you can start thinking about what your post would look like and how that would work. Now, when it comes to uh, marketing overall, It's your social media posts. It's your online thinking about what you're going to do to change your imagery to make sure that it's a bit more festive or fitting in. Have a look at your product descriptions and then also look at your emails. What emails do you need to have from this? So what I recommend and what I'm going to share in the webinar, um, if you come to that, is I want you to take those dates and then work backwards from that, you know, good four to six weeks backwards and go, what do I need to be doing now to lead up to this, to build up to this? And this is why I suggest you only have three or four of those events in there because otherwise it's just too much for you to manage. So you may decide, hey, I'm not going to do Black Friday, but I'm going to do a huge Boxing Day sale because I think my target market fits that. Or you might go, I'm definitely doing Black Friday, which means I'm not doing Small Business Saturday. You shouldn't be doing all three. It's just too much for a small business to manage all of that and it's too much uh, brand confusion and message confusion so try and really restrict what it is but focus on the things you're going to do make a plan for it and write it down on a calendar and really think about it and then what I really need you to do is in October I want you to start putting these emails and your post working ahead because in November and December when you are frenetic you will not have the energy Um, so that's basically what I need you to think about for quarter four to make quarter four really amazing and have a great Christmas now remember the two things we want is more profit at the end of the year and for you to feel more in control so thinking about those things will help you do that if you want more support and help in this area I would love it if you came along to the webinar the e-commerce webinar it's all about how to make quarter four better for you Um, and I have totally forgotten the name of it I think it's something like I think it's going to be called um, e-commerce make this the best Christmas ever or something I don't know I'll find it but I'll put the link of it in the webinar Um, it's 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 being typed out as we speak so that's why it's not there that's on October the 7th and it will go through with you a step-by-step process we'll have a calendar in there of all the other important dates you need to consider there's a workbook and things to help work through but even if you can't do that if you just want to learn from here the keys are remember profit keep in control choose the festivals you want to do think about the types of sales you want to do avoid the blanket sales and then think about how you're going to approach the needs of the five different shopping styles that we have with our market It's been a real pleasure sharing this with you. Like always, come along to our Map It Marketing group on Facebook if you've got questions from today. Um, We love retail and e-commerce at Identify. So it'll be me, there'll be Tracy in there too. She's got a real strength around marketing automation and she has her own e-commerce store. 
and uh, we'll be able to answer any questions that you've got around this period. Um, so come in there and get support. And otherwise, I'll see you next week. We are looking forward to um, sharing with you some information from a great small business owner who has what I would call a micro business. She's been going for a year and she's at that startup uh, growth stage, a little bit beyond what uh, before what Sarah from Primrose was in a previous episode and probably is a little bit a few years away from what Cherie from Pepper and Me is. So she's a lovely person to kind of listen to the learnings that she's gained and she is really clever with her profit margins. So she's well worth having a listen to. Who's feeling a little bit more excited about the last quarter of the year and who realizes they've got a little bit of work to do? All right, I thought I should just clarify exactly the name of the webinar that I'm running on October the 7th. It is at 1.30 New Zealand time for 90 minutes or 11.30 Australian Eastern Standard Time. And it will also be one that you can keep. And it's also got a whole lot of uh, workbooks and other supporting materials, a calendar and some secret goodies for you to help make this last quarter count. It's called e-commerce success and it's how to make 2021's last quarter count Um, and we're going to be covering um, how we're going to keep the recording you get a workbook you get a calendar and we're going to give you a few layouts and tips for facebook ads and emails as well plus a surprise bonus it's 127 plus gst or if you go to the map marketing group you will get a sneaky little discount so come and join our facebook group there'll be a link in the show notes to be part of it right advertising is over i am so excited that i am going to share i got to share with you some of the stuff today because i think that it's so important for retailers to not be reactive around this period we get tired like all of us get tired i say we but i'm not a retailer at the moment and i i've worked in retail i've been a manager of a store i've owned a retail business i know what it's like and it is exhausting you get overwhelmed, you get tired. I get that way with my business too. And so getting control back now and getting some planning in now will make this period much easier for you. And remember, margin is so important. It is so easy to get desperate and stressed. One of the things I want to talk to you in here is to remember that you may have a quiet week or two during this period and you have to just keep walking through and trust trust the program. Don't panic. There are definite lulls. Uh, Since Black Friday came into New Zealand and Australia, there is often a very quiet period after that or even a quiet period before that as people are waiting. So just don't freak out with the ups and downs. There used to be a lot more steady process to to sales, but now there are definitely peaks and troughs that are happening a lot more during this period. Sit down, make a bit of a plan from the stuff that we've discussed today in the podcast and get that control going. And remember, don't do too much discounting. Next week, as I mentioned in the webinar, we have got a lovely guest, Charlotte, who's going to talk all about her business, Veto, and how she has grown it from an idea that she had when she was at university. It is such a great story, and I just loved talking to her because she really is at that beginning stage of growing her business beyond where it is now. She's done a lot of the hard work, and she's got some great insights, so I'm looking forward to her and us checking in together. Until then, have a great week. for tuning in today to Map It Marketing with me, Rachel Claver. Make sure you hit subscribe in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode. And if you want notes or information about today's podcast, go to rachelclaver.com slash podcast for more information.